Hello, how are you? Welcome to the Kate Languages Summer 2023 Replay Series. <laughs> this summer, between seasons four and five, I'm re-releasing some of my favourite ever podcast episodes that I think are well worth a re-listen. From my top tips for saving time to classroom management, the new GCSE and teacher wellbeing and burnout via some of the best conversations I've had over the past few years with some absolutely incredible educators. I hope you enjoy listening to these episodes again and get lots of great ideas and inspiration from them. This episode is a brilliant conversation I had with Julie about backwards planning and just generally fantastic tips and ideas about planning fabulous MFL lessons, routines in the classroom and all that kind of thing. I'm not going to do a really long introduction now because it already has its own quite long introduction. The only thing I wanted to say was we did the CPD, we did a two-hour workshop and it was absolutely fabulous. So I don't know, hopefully one day we can do it again because it was so good and it actually changed the way that I thought about my own planning for the teacher's courses that I do. So it had a, a real impact on me and I know that it had a great impact on the other teachers who came along and did the workshop as well. So hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. It was absolutely fantastic to have a really good chat with Julie. And uh, yeah, let me know what you think. I'm at Kate Languages on Facebook and Instagram or email me through my website, katelanguages.co.uk. Enjoy. Hello, welcome back to the Kate Languages podcast. This is the second episode in season three of the podcast and today I am talking to the wonderful Julie who is at Teaching Planning Languages on Instagram and in this conversation she's going to give us some fantastic tips for how to save time both with your planning and also in the classroom and she's going to talk us through her amazing backwards planning method which means she can basically plan six weeks worth of lessons for one class in about 20 to 30 minutes so stay tuned for her fantastic tips and ideas on how to do this. Julie and I are hoping to run an online CPD course at some point soon as well. We haven't got a date for that just yet, but if you sign up to my mailing list, which you can do on the homepage of my website, katelanguages.co.uk, and or follow me and or Julie on social media, I am at Kate Languages on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter and Julie is at Teaching Planning Languages as I've already said. If you sign up to my mailing list and follow us on social media then you'll be the first to know when we've set a date for our fabulous online CPD which will be about Julie's backwards planning method. We'll go into a lot more detail about it and she'll show you examples of exactly how she does it. But for now, hi Julie, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. I'm good. I'm so excited to talk to you about planning lessons. Well, as you are at Teaching Planning Languages, obviously we, that was the, the best thing that we can talk about. Yeah. Um, I love obviously making resources and planning lessons and doing all that kind of stuff as well. So we're going to be talking about how to plan in the most efficient way possible 
as we all want to save time as much as we possibly can, but without compromising on the quality of our lessons, of course. And then also talking about backwards planning. So I'm excited for you to explain to us a bit more about what that means. So should we talk about, yeah, your kind of top tips for how to plan as efficiently as you possibly can, basically? <laughs> yeah, so I, um, I'm all into teaching, learning, planning. I'm not too much on creating resource here mainly because around me I have this kind of, you know, group of trustworthy peer teacher resources that I'm very happy to use on a regular basis and I know they will be amazing. So I don't I don't feel I need to create my own resource in this sense. But um, is that one of your top tips really? Is that if Yeah, when you you know you you you've been using resources from teacher you you get on well and you know the yeah planning and teaching will be quite similar on yours and the resources are excellent and just use them it's as 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 good as working you know with a textbook which sometimes can be a bit rigid or don't have the freedom and um do, does your school use a textbook no we use we use textbook us as teacher to plan but yeah. the textbook are not share with a with a student or just a page or two here and there but we don't give a physical copy or a digital copy actually of textbooks to students I think textbooks are great because sometimes for you know grammar point or something very specific they have been I mean they've been here for a reason like yeah. um, and uh, but resources coming from teacher and we are extremely lucky through the um, hashtag MFL and start really to have such a, a fantastic group of teachers that we know are you know trustable the resource will be accurate so definitely that's tip number one don't plan uh, something that has been made already and you know the person you know it will be good you so can in case people them. don't know who I mean you have mentioned that you use my resources which is great thank you <laughs> um at gate languages thanks very much um but also who are the other <laughs> who are the other people that you know just just for people who aren't sure where to you know where you can guarantee that you're going to get good quality accurate as well not full of mistakes which can be so frustrating it is you know sometimes i find mistakes and way to to speak french in textbooks sometimes i i download i download resource but sometimes i open textbook and i'm just like doesn't make quite sense but heck. but that's because you know you speak French differently in different parts yeah. of the world I do feel there's like and real French and then like GCSE French is like a completely different language yeah like you, you speak to me I'm a I'm a proper French southerner with my accent and my you know I say chocolatine for example so that's a big debate for me <laughs> and other people from North France will be like well what she said doesn't make sense at all so mm. there is a fine line to find yeah, that's interesting yeah. that's true um, yeah so who would you recommend that people have a look at Spanish umbrella will be my second um uh to key stage five uh French kiss of uh, French Spanish, Spanish yeah. umbrella. <laughs> and her, so Spanish and umbrellas um hers are all free as well so MFL resources she does amazing resources uh affordable as well and she tend to do bundles so I really like she has plenty yeah. of key stage four three key stage four key stage five bundles of beautiful resources and i think that's that would be it for i'm only teaching french and spanish so i'm not i do not have any place for german i'm afraid about your website 
Um, yeah, but- so, I mean, that's what, one of the things I think why German teachers in particular like my resources because, yeah, you don't get as many German resources anywhere, really, so... But, but definitely okay. Spanish umbrella MFL resources for, for Spanish and your resources are amazing for French and Spanish. Like I love the fact, you know, it's it's articulated around the specification and you just have to write, I want to do a photocard today, here a photocard. Like I don't really have to get a picture, make the sense the bullet point myself to here is here a resource. And that that's what we want. And that's exactly what we're talking about is knowing that that resource exists so you you spend like 30 seconds finding the resource say in my booklet instead of finding you know, spending ages finding the photo finding the right photo online thinking thinking of the questions da, 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 da. so that's one way of really just reducing and actually thinking about it knowing that you you know say there are three places where you tend to go for your resources saves you time as well because you're like I know these three are good and these are going to exactly they're going to be the majority of my resources and the fact that you know sometimes you like you use let's talk about I don't know zigzag resource they're amazing like they're really nice resources but you have you don't have this kind of proximity with the author you don't know who wrote them mm-hmm. where when I buy or when I purchase one of your resource and I use it and um, you know I can come back to you and be like oh that was great uh, my student reacts this way, this way, this way, and you're just like, oh, that's nice. Is they react this way? Next time, I might make some change or make some improvement. I just love the fact that being part of such a community of teacher makes teaching enjoyable and approachable. Like you don't just want to take a textbook or a resource that um, you will just purchase and not having this contact with the author. I think it just makes everything much straightforward. Um, it's like having a nationwide MFL department that you can ask for help and ideas and stuff. It's so cool. Uh, how about when you're in the classroom then? So your actual, you know, what what you plan for in your lessons, again, that will save you time, but also make your lessons run efficiently as well. What kind of things do you do for that? So I've got I've got quite heavy routine at well, heavy no consistent that's more consistent routine it's not heavy at all but I've got six or seven routines I want my student to follow during the entire uh, lesson first is I've got lesson prefects so each student coming in my classroom has a job to do so not all the students during the lesson but definitely during the weeks all the students of a year group will have a job to do so that can be write the date write the weather forecast make sure all the other students have the notebook open on the laptop because in my school we are 100 percent digital in mfl but make sure all the students have the book open on a new page or i've got a student who are giving whiteboards whiteboard pen and eraser i've got a student that is going to give cards to the rest of the student like they're coming and they have to to do something the other students who don't have this uh, prefect duty they will sit and start crack on on a starter straight away that's a, um give me sometimes it's a very nice way to differentiate as well because if i decide to go for a very maybe you know a reading task for a starter let's say or a translation task and i know some students may be slower than the other then i will not give the prefect duty to the students so they feel they have longer to complete the task and efficiently that i will 
carry on counting how long left from the moment my prefect will sit down and then start the task. So they get those extra two minutes to extra time to get around what they should be doing, have the chance to talk to me and ask me questions, etc. etc. That's such a good idea. Do you know I don't know if I've ever heard that advice. That's brilliant. It's actually a very nice way to differentiate like give prefect tasks to the students you know are not I don't want to say quicker but get on you know we'll get on on the task easier than the rest of the class and it's not like the time you know it's not wasted time because they're doing useful things and that will set everybody else up for their learning for the lesson so and um, I tend to be very good at rewards so I have this so as I say we're 100% digital so this year it was a bit of a struggle for me not to be able to stamp something and say you've been so good for a stamp so I'm kind of coming back a bit this this year, and I've uh, I'm going just to have a piece of a um A4 uh, papers. I'm going to fold into two for one term, so six term or half term, six term a, a year, so six piece of paper. I'm going to tell them right, you decorate the front as much as you want. I just want your name and know if it's a French or Spanish lesson, something about France or Spain, and then every time you do something good. I'm going to open this piece of paper and stamp it. So I want them to have this physical reward that um, they lost during the digital. Digital have plenty of advantage. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Probably find hard now to come back on um, book and paper. But students, especially the key stage three, you know, they're young, they love the reward. They love the instant reward and praise. So I will have this now. A bit of a loyalty card, kind of, on the yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. That will stay in a classroom with me, and one of the prefect job will be to hand them out, actually. So, yeah. Fact, and the, the last thing I love to do is to have a template for my PowerPoint. So, I talk about this several times on my feed on Instagram already. Yeah, I've seen some of your templates. Like, what I love about them is they look really good, but they're really simple. Yeah, so they're very... So, I've got... My background is always blue for French and always kind of orange for Spanish. That's more for my own. Yes. <laughs> my own language. When you, you know, fourth period of the morning and just like. Yeah. Uh, Which one am I doing now? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it happened to all of us when we teach two languages starting. Like, Bonjour, <laughs> class. And they're like, we're learning Spanish, miss. Like, hola. <laughs> yes, hola. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've got this, but then I, I circle. Like I have a little, I don't know, a border, I would call it, around my PowerPoint uh, or my slide, whatever you use. And uh, so orange is always for listening and uh, dark orange is always for reading, dark blue for speaking, light blue for listening. And in the corner of my slide, I've got little logos that tell exactly to the student, right, we're going to write now. You're going to have to produce something. So a little scriber or a little uh, headphones or something. And you consistently use the same little logo every every class, every lesson. Yeah. yeah. And again, but that saves you so much time because you're not like, oh, I'm going to spend hours on Google Images looking for a picture of earphones. Like you've got that already. Always. And And there are examples of this on your Instagram, aren't there? Yes, so you can find my um, mine on Instagram. So I haven't shared them, but I, I might do a, a shareable version at some point where people just color the way they want. Yeah. Uh, with the icon tools on PowerPoint, it's super easy to achieve that. 
Um, I know some people, they use flat icon as well to have a bit more advanced icon, but it's such a nice way to, it's such a nice way to do it, I think. I and think the, the Positive Teacher Co does PowerPoint templates now as well. You know, the Positive Teacher Company who do the lovely planners. Planners. Yeah, I think they might do PowerPoint templates. That would be something too. Definitely. Because I, I see my uh, my year 12. So my current year 12 is that now moving in year 13. I actually told them now since they were in year seven. So I feel like I know yeah. completely wheel now, you see. God. I know it's the first time oh, to see them being young adult is actually quite uh, incredible, yeah, it's weird it's incredible thing. both incredible and emotional but um, so far so good they're, they're lovely I never used for a level before in previous year my template was the same as I used for key stage five and key stage three but because they all knew that in key stage three and key stage four I saw well I carry on for key stage five and they were just so happy. They were like, oh, the content is challenging, but the routine are the same. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't make them do prefect duty in A-level, but the routine are the same. They know what is to come. They know the translation logos. And, and for grammar, I use this green with, with a brain picture, well, picture icon. So they <laughs> Not an actual icon. <laughs> <like, open laughs> <head brain. laughs> uh, they know they're going to have to yeah. you know, think and make a deduction and everything. So... It really works. It really works in my classroom. And I think probably for you to create those templates in the first place might have taken a while to get them, you know, exactly how you want them. But the amount of time you save in the long term, because you know what you're doing for every PowerPoint, for every lesson or whatever. Yeah. And even, you know, if people aren't using PowerPoints and they're creating worksheets to have your template, then you can just transfer different things into your templates for your Definitely. worksheets, for example, like it, it is, it does save. And I know from making my resources, you know, I don't. Um, so at the moment, I'm making a series called Mastering the Basics, and I and I've chosen basically six activities to work with, just items or short phrases of vocab, and it gets progressively a little bit harder, but it's aimed at SEN and like right, you know, beginners and stuff. So it it doesn't get too hard. So for each, but I basically just kind of copy and paste everything and then I just change the language around like I'm not creating the workbook from scratch every single time I mean that would take me hours each time but the first one I did took ages you know it took a really long time and I still spend ages looking for nice photos and stuff but I have to because the photos are related to the vocabulary but yeah yeah but I think that's the thing as well I think some people think oh I haven't got the time to prepare the first thing not realizing that if you spend more time doing that, it saves you loads of time in the long run. So. Definitely, because on also on my on my desktop on my laptop, I've got template for French, template for Spanish. I just open the PowerPoint, save a copy of that, name it. So I I I um save my file in a very methodical method you can I find was just thinking that you know what though that in itself saves you so much time if you know where everything is I cannot stand the messy desktop everything is in folders I know exactly what is in what folder and again just taking the time to save something into the right folder will save because otherwise you're like I don't know where this thing is I've lost it so I actually so I do so I explained that on my Instagram for people who want to see a more visual way but 
in a very short way to explain it. So let's say I've got a lesson. I'm going to call it F07 because it will be year seven French. Mm -hmm. Then dot A1 for autumn one, dot O1 for lesson one. Mm -hmm. and then the name of my lesson will be the lesson objective so to be able to blah blah mm -hmm. and that I'm going to save it always twice I'm going to save it in the lesson for seven French and then I'm going to save it in the grammar section that I and that will be more randomly named lesson in this section yeah. then when you do the control f on your laptop and the, the browser on the, you know, or if you have a drive or anything, you just type keywords and you can have them either from the grammar access or from the year group access. And taking this, it just takes two more seconds to save yeah. by another time. But just doing this save you a lot of time in the future because, you know, I'm sure I've done this lesson on past, yeah. on past perfect once. I just kind of remember where it is and you type it and it comes up. Maybe you will come in the middle of 10 other lessons, but you will yeah. find it much easily. So that's something I will definitely recommend people doing. I love that. And in terms of, so this backwards planning yeah. that you're brilliant at and, you Thank know, you. <laughs> I mean, I just, I just think it's amazing that, you know, you're, you're saying like, and I think, I do think we have to say like, you've you have spent the time beforehand preparing your templates you know your bank of resources you know the websites and things like that but when it comes to actually you looking at the scheme of work and looking at a six-week period so whether it's, a lot of schools call them terms a lot of schools call them half terms whatever a six-week period of for example 18 lessons that you can plan those lessons in about 20 to 30 minutes yeah, so for one year group and one, let's call it a six-week period, I probably spend 20 minutes to half an hour doing my backwards planning. So mm. before I did my PGC in the UK, I actually did a business school and I graduated marketing in France. So I've got this kind of project management brain where I want to know what the end of my project mm. will be before yeah. I actually start it. Yeah, sure. So for me as a teacher that will be the assessment what do I want my student yeah. to achieve at the end of the period so that yeah. will be either you know skills or grammar whatever the, the the goal is but my assessment and once I I, I decide or I've been told what the assessment will be then I go backwards so I know I know if I take for example the year eight French I know at the end of uh, my first period of teaching, my first six weeks, they have to be able to conjugate three tenths from two to three using the uh, passé composé, probably with avoir, and maybe yeah. in December with être, but I know this what I want them. Ideally with je, nous, and maybe il, so elle, but maybe with just je. So know it, knowing my basic, and then I work backwards. So I decide, okay, I'm going to do all my starter from the assessment date. So what day will be my assessment? When will be my lesson? And what do I need for them to revise? So what the vocabulary will be? So once a week for six weeks, I'm going to write down. So I, I normally do it on an Excel spreadsheet because it's the easiest to have a table, create a table, but oh, yeah. you can do it 
on anything really you can even do it on a piece of paper yeah absolutely um what i love about the the spreadsheet is that you can copy and paste or cut and paste quickly you can just remove very quickly but so i will be like okay retrieval of grammars and vocabs and grammars and the game maybe then so i'm going to do all my starter for the 17 previous lesson or 16 previous lesson and then and then each one builds up towards what you want them to do in the assessment exactly not just like oh my god what random starter am I going to do next week you've already decided like that yeah how it builds up towards the assessment yeah what what I tend to do and that's why it takes a bit of time to prepare your template is that so on this Excel document, I have one tab at the bottom that's called game. And I have a list of game that I just go mm-hmm. copy and paste. So I don't have to think, oh, what game can I do? I just go into mm-hmm. my list of game. Oh, I didn't do this one in a while. Or this one will be amazing because those students love this kind of dynamic. Or this one will be great because it's conjugation and it fits perfectly. So I kind of copy and paste everything all the time. And then it's like a double entry table that you would start from the bottom. So my first column will be all my starter based on the assessment. But then recently, I'm going to then feed each lesson with the learning objectives I will have fun in my scheme of work. So let's say I do a retrieval practice on vocabulary lesson six and the lesson objective will be to be able to write sentence in the in the perfect tense with je then i know my my retrieval will be my starter but my activity one can be this my activity two activity three and then the plenary so i kind of feed it both way one vertically from bottom to top and one horizontally left to right and then it's like a battleship in a way you just (laughs) you just feel the boxes very quickly knowing exactly what you're doing and when you've done it maybe the first time it will take you 45 minutes because you want to do it but after doing it again and again I've done it for two years now I couldn't not doing it anymore and it might look like over planning but I personally see it as a net a safety net like yeah it's here it's on my desk it's always with me when I need it for plan it's on my desktop wherever you store it but I can go away from it because you know sometimes some weeks you feel so energized and um, very you have plenty of inspiration from other teachers and you want to use this because that looks good and you find it on social media so forget completely about the backwards planning and just do as long as your learning objective fits just do whatever you want but so this week where you're super tired you have a ton of work maybe you do study on the side studies on the side and you have an assessment to give back or there is a parents evening or there is plenty of meeting in school or your child isn't sleeping your child (laughs) (laughs) we know our children are the same age aren't they so we exactly we know this very well yeah yeah this kind of yeah that's the thing I think you know you can't expect to feel the exact same way every week so exactly planning for that as well is just yeah it's brilliant anticipating, so anticipating the planning is, is really what I love about it it's like okay yeah. this week I feel not tired because I, I just run on three hours night sleep you know and I just cannot process properly so I know I've got my backward uh, planning I know this lesson is lesson 12 
I plan a bit of grammar for my students. Well, it doesn't need to be on a worksheet, does it? It can be sentence on the board and yeah. I write them myself because at the end of the day, I am the biggest resource of my classroom. I'm the one with the best knowledge. So never be afraid to do a starter on a whiteboard that as soon as it fits your purpose, that's absolutely fine. Um, and then the second activity was I plan a reading. Well, fine. I go on your website and I find a reading that match my need. And then because it's been planned, the dynamic doesn't break, even though you're tired, because you have this kind of safety net in the background. And I think it's a great way to be both consistent, but still be varied in your teaching, because sometimes when you don't think about it, you because you love this game or your student, yeah. your student loves the game. I mean, the amount of beads a teacher I've done in my career, (laughs) (laughs) probably. (laughs) It's a super game. I love to, you know, sometimes my students, I can feel them kind of napping a bit. And and I'm just like, right, beads a teacher. (laughs) We just play for 10 minutes. And I use a lot of song in my my classroom, especially for, you know, conjugation and verbs. verbs, They all have a song for me. So... I sometimes put the song here and there to make sure on a regular basis my student hears a song. And so within within your backwards planning, you are, so say, yeah, if there's a song or there's a particular yeah. activity, you're planning in, like, you're going you're gonna to teach it to them in week one, then you might repeat it in week three, and then maybe again in week six or something. Yeah. Like, and, and because you've got that planned in, you're not going to forget that, oh, yeah, that's what we're meant to do this week exactly yeah Yeah. so it's just um and it it worked it worked it works brilliantly every time i i I use it and when i say to people oh it takes me 20 minutes some sometimes people get confused just like 20 minutes to plan an entire term yeah don't get me wrong i'm not planning every single slide for an entire term no that yeah that's not I scaffold, yeah i i really scaffold the spine of what my teaching look like but it's such an it's such a nice way when you're tired to come back to it and feel like right, I've been organized enough before my term mm. to feel better. And I don't I don't feel guilty sometimes to be like, I am shattered today. <laughs> but I still want my student to have the best experience possible. I don't want them to miss anything. Like it's not their fault if I'm tired. It's not their fault if my son only sleeps two hours overnight. So I, I and then but- yeah, and you also know that everything you're doing is feeding into the end goal, which is exactly. so important. And actually, when I've done um, my designing a, cur- a curriculum CPD, um, and I have got a podcast episode that explains the kind of outline of that, is that's exactly what I talk about. When you're, you know, you're talking about planning lessons from someone else's scheme of work. If you're writing a scheme of work yourself, you start at the end. And for some, for some people, it's a bit of a revelation of like, oh. I thought you start with, what do I want them to do in the first lesson in year seven? It's like, no, what do you want them to know at the end of key stage three, which is a big, big, big picture. And then obviously you're talking about per term, half term, what them to do at the end of that half term. And it's absolutely vital. Yeah. Well, I love to do as well, but that was not on my first backward planning. It was more, I'd say last year when, you know, you get experience through it. I even anticipated, so... Let's say, again, I'm doing my year eight French um, assessment this term, and it will be on passé composé with avoir and être. I will anticipate my mistake. I'm going to color code three mistakes, so um, 
Mm-hmm. I give a number or letter. I, I do three three boxes basically. Sometimes I give shape as well. And I'm going to be like, right, so you are student A, you are in a group A, that means you haven't conjugated avoir good enough in all or most of your passé composé. If you are group B, that means you didn't put the right endings at the end of the past participle. So you need to work on this. And group C will be with être, forgot the agreement. That gives me such a relief and a gain of time when I mark the assessment because I'm like, right, so that was it done. Yeah. What went well? They done all that super well. EBI, maybe something to very specific to the student, but most of it, group B, because you need to put the right endings on the past participle. And then same second copy. I mean, in my experience, there would be group D, forget that you need to use avoir être, and they just be like, je mange. (laughs) Yes, so just... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But but, But anticipating anticipating everything. Like, always anticipating everything when you have um, a full functioning brain and you're not tired and school hasn't started yet and... You just do you tend to do this in the holidays before the beginning of the term? Yeah, I try to do it actually the last Friday before mm-hmm. before the holiday, actually. So if I have anything I want to spend a bit of time planning during the holiday, I have something to refer on. Yeah. Um but I mean and if I take the example of my school, I'm going to praise my colleague here, but my scheme of work are pristine because my head of department yeah and you are lucky in that respect I mean perfect I've talked to teachers who don't have great schemes of work which and um so I could could just take her scheme of work and you know just stab below highlight everything but having everything on one page document just I feel for me works better and I know Mm. um I know you you adhere to it like you clearly enjoy the technique as well so it's nice to see that I'm not alone in my No, absolutely. And I think it's quite funny because I'm, you know, I'm thinking like, how can I incorporate this into the teacher, you know, the teacher's courses that we do? But I don't think we can because, I mean, one of the, the most important things for the teacher's courses is that we kind of tailor it to what they need because their needs are different to, yeah, so it is different to teaching children. But it's just, it's so clear and I love the idea of basically anticipating that you're going to feel tired and you're going to feel stressed. And what you want in front of you is something really clear and a reminder. And also not to forget, like, the important things that you want to cover and, like, suddenly get towards the assessment and think, oh, I meant to practice that song with them again or I meant to do that other thing. Do you know what I, I keep thinking about while you're describing it? I don't know if you plan your meals for the week, but it's really making me think of meal planning. A bit, actually. I never really used to do this until basically George started eating. And now I every week I have to I, I have to plan our meals because so I, yeah I plan them out probably I mean usually up to Thursday and then Friday I'm like should we get a takeaway? Yeah. <laughs> but um at least yeah Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday let's say. Because then, and it's a similar kind of thing, because then I know when I go to the supermarket, it saves me time because I know what I'm buying. I'm not walking around the supermarket going, I don't know what I'm going to buy, blah, 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 sort of wandering around aimlessly. So I know what I'm going to make. I've bought the food in advance. So then I get to the day and I'm like, 
oh, I can't be bothered. And then I think, well, I've got this food in the fridge. I hate wasting food. Actually, most of the meals I plan don't take too long. I don't do complex meals. I'm like, it's just chicken and pasta. Mm. It's on my meal plan. I'm just, and I just kind of go ahead and I do it. And it was really making me think of that because I really rely on that quite a lot. And I don't know if, you know, other people listening feel the same and think, yeah, yeah, actually. And if you don't do it, it's really useful. Meal planning is really useful. (laughs) I must say. There is a, I don't know which supermarket do it now, but you can plan your meal with the app. Mm. It generates the shopping list straight away and you you just order it. It's actually. So what, what you need to do, Julie, is you need to develop an app where you've got all these ideas <laughs> and people go, right, this is what I want my students to do at the end of the six weeks. And these are all the things that go blah, 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 blah. And then it's it's there, planned for you. What I love about your um method as well um, and what you've said to me before, previously, when we've talked about it, is that you leave room for it. You, it's not really rigid. Like you do leave space for I don't know if they've not understood something in a lesson that you can go actually the next lesson I'm going to go over that again or like you say if you see something on social media like that looks like a really fun activity I'm going to switch my activities or things like that and I think that's really important too I think that's super important I mean it comes with experience obviously you know I've been teaching for six years now but and I'm I'm a young teacher in a profession compared to you know some other teacher but I, I I got this experience. Um, you make mistake all the time, and that's why I love about it is that you try and you know you tr- yeah you try and you try to make it better and working better. And the more you practice it, the better you are at going a bit sideways rather than stay on the path. Um, but it's I think it's a, for for an ECTs. I would start and would ask me what what do I need to do to get ready. I would be like that's what you want you want to have an overview of what you class would like during six weeks or seven weeks or eight weeks where how long the term is there but just to have this safety net to know right life is I'm going to drown because I've got too much to do it's I've got big size you know group and i student I've got a lot of marking to do because marking policy can vary from a school to another so I need to leave planning aside, but you don't want to leave planning aside to a point where your planning is not good enough because that will bite you back at some point. So you really need to to make sure you anticipate your planning perfectly. And that I think it's how I anticipate my planning. And you have to, I think that's where, when I say I come from my marketing background is how to please the last customer. In our case, the last customer is student and the results they will have in this assessment and how they progress through the year. And you want to keep your class happy. You want to you know, keep everyone happy, really. That's a really good tool to keep your last customer happy is to awesome. anticipate everything. But anticipation doesn't mean rigidity. It doesn't have to be written in stony. It can allow a lot of flexibility for sure. Sure. and you might anticipate that they won't understand something and then they do understand it and you go oh okay we can move on quicker like yeah you never you never know yeah anticipating mistake it's one of the biggest lesson I learned since I worked in my current school is like anticipating like 
there are mistakes you can anticipate. You yeah. won't anticipate all mistakes, not at all. But when you have a class of 30 kids, if uh, you anticipate 27 mistakes, then you can give, you can take the time for three students to do a little group together and be like, right, we really need to drill that together, guys. Like, mm. And it, it really it really helps you for differentiation as well, I think, definitely. Yeah, and we talk about that a lot on the teacher's courses of, you know, we're not just teaching a grammar point or a vocab point, you know, we will say, and actually students always mispronounce this or they get these two words muddled up or, you know, there's something from our own experience, this is what can often happen, which is kind of useful, which is why our courses are just for teachers because non-teachers would be like okay fine whatever (laughs) so yeah oh julie i could talk to you about this for hours but i will let you get back to your gorgeous little boy i can hear mine happily yeah i can hear mine playing trains (laughs) or something so yeah it's been really great to talk to you good luck with your planning for for next academic year (laughs) so yeah okay bye bye I really hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. I love Julie's ideas for using classroom routines and the way that she uses her slide templates on PowerPoint to help save time with her planning. And I absolutely love this backwards planning method that she was talking about. So as I said, we're going to be doing some online CPD on that, hopefully very, very, very soon. And as I said, follow me at Kate Languages on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter, or sign up to my mailing list on my website, Kate languages.co.uk and follow Julie on at teaching planning languages she is mainly active on Instagram but she is also on Twitter as well and you'll be the first to know all the details about when this CPD is going to be available so until next time au revoir adios auf wiedersehen bye